Welcome to the Hoosier Report with Matt Dennison. It's Indiana. Watford for the win! Yes! Yes! Unbelievable! Your daily home for complete coverage of the Indiana Hoosiers and sports from a Southern Indiana perspective. Welcome to Indiana basketball. Smart takes the shot! And the Hoosiers with three seconds. Go ahead. Indiana wins the championship. Keith Smart is the hero. When my time on earth is gone and my activities here are past, I want they bury me upside down and my critics can kiss my Now here's your host, Matt Dennison. It's Indiana, what I feel is the pinnacle, the absolute pinnacle of all of college basketball. Hello and welcome in. Happy Friday to you. Glad to be here in a Friday edition of our program and to have you with us. And today marks the start of high school football in Indiana. So fall sports take a big step forward tonight. The weather should be good. Some very interesting games in week one. And we'll talk a lot about the upcoming week one slate of games here in our Friday edition of the program. It is a jam-packed hour. We have four great guests that are going to join us between now and the noon hour. So thank you so much for being with us. Don't forget, if you missed the live show, you can always find us as a podcast. All you got to do is search for the Hoosier Report with Matt Dennison, wherever you listen to podcasts. A quick look at the show lineup for today, a service of Honey Baked Tam in New Albany. Segment one, we've got two high school football coaches, and they happen to be playing the biggest game of week one against each other. It's David Pappenhouse of Silver Creek. His team will host the Battle of 403 tonight between Silver Creek and Charlestown. And later in this opening segment, Jason Hawkins the coach of the Pirates of Charlestown. He will join us as well. We'll learn more about their teams. We'll talk about this big rivalry game. What a way to start the season. Should be a sellout. New stadium for Silver Creek. Always a rivalry when these two teams hook up. So we'll have Coach Papp and Coach Hawk with us a little bit later today. Also, Alex Bozich of Inside the Hall. We did not have a Thursday show. He'll join us today for the latest in IU basketball and more. And a little bit of crazy news, the IU Fan Fest that's uh, an outside event, an NIL event opportunity for IU players. It's set scheduled or was scheduled for Saturday night. It's been canceled because of a late rule change by the NCAA. So we will talk about that with Alex. I know that's something that uh, definitely some of the listeners of this show likely plan to attend this weekend, and that's going to cause a change in plans for you. And then later today, Kyle Neddenrip of the Indianapolis Star joins us for the latest on high school basketball recruiting, and we'll even talk the start of high school football with Kyle as well. That's the lineup, a service of Honey Baked Tam in New Albany. Don't forget to check out their dinner package deals, which are being offered. You can dine in, take them to go, and curbside service is still available as well at Honey Baked Tam in New Albany. Thornton's text line is open. That number, 502-414-1450. Again, 502-414-1450. If you're looking for an icy, cold thirst quencher, To keep your day going in the right direction, right now at Thornton's, all 32-ounce fountain drinks and smaller are only 89 cents. You heard it right, only 89 cents. So stop by today and grab a fountain drink from Thornton's. Let's get right to the phone. David Pappenhaus, coach of Silver Creek. Coach, is the game officially at this hour a sellout, or are there some tickets still available? 
I believe there's probably some tickets still available. Uh, you know, I, I think it's probably going to resell out status uh, at some point tonight. But uh, as of right now, there are tickets available. All right, that's exciting to hear. Before we talk about your football team and this rivalry game tonight, I've got to ask you what the offseason has been like uh, watching this new field and stadium get to completion. I know there's still lots of other construction going on uh, at the Silver Creek campus, but for somebody who's excited to get out tonight and see this new field and stadium, or maybe somebody that can't get there till later in the year, Coach, give us an inside look at what's going on and how nice it is. Well, it's great, and, uh, you know, it seems like there's something that uh, gets added or, or changed each day. Uh, it's been months and months, and, and it seems like for a long time it would be crawling and, and nothing really going on, and, and the next day there's something brand new and, and uh, kind of grabs your attention. So um, it, it's, it's as nice as anything we've seen, and uh, we're excited to get it all finished up and, and uh opened up tonight to have a turf field and to have a new stadium i have to believe for this silver creek program which seems to grow and grow and take steps forward every few seasons has to be exciting for you as the head coach yeah absolutely um you know with this being your 13 um you know it, it really uh seems like a major step for the program um just on the day-to-day -day practicing and having a full-length field, um, you know, our, our previous practice setup was sandwiched in between a parking lot and a state highway and was all of about 43 yards wide. So it, it was a real eye-opener for, for our team this summer to get out on the full field and, and really have to defend the full width. And, uh, you know, offensively with spacing and things, uh, we've compared it to a lot of people here to, like, having the basketball team uh, – you know, have practice in a church gym or something that's or an elementary school gym where the court's not the same size. So, um, you know, that's been nice. I feel like we got better in leaps and bounds earlier this summer when we were able to start getting out on the field and just really having all the markings in the full-size field. David Pappenhouse, coach of Silver Creek, starting our Friday program. Coach, I want to get to the game tonight, but first – Maybe a thumbnail sketch of the Dragons this season. You've had your scrimmage. You've had lots of opportunities over the summer to put in this work. I know last year it was a Silver Creek team that seemed to be plagued by a lot of injuries, and you and every person in Sellersburg and across high school football in our state hoping all teams have injury-free seasons. But what, what do things look like? What could things look like maybe is the better question for Silver Creek football this season? Well, we have – I, I believe we have a really talented team. Uh, you know, I think this group has, has a really high ceiling. Uh, probably one of the more talented teams I've had since I've been here. Uh, we're not at that ceiling yet, and uh, I don't know that we've even approached the ceiling. But, uh, you know, this group's done a really good job of leading themselves and holding each other accountable, and uh, we get better each and every practice. And, you know, day by day we get a little bit better. And, uh, you know, over the summer from where we started to where we are now is, you know, I feel like light years um, apart and, uh, you know, headed in the right direction. So um, this group could be uh, a group that sneaks up on some people this year. All right, David Pappenhouse of Silver Creek, our guest, talking about the 
tonight is a big one. Uh, I know this comes up every year this time, but to start the season, there's always a lot of excitement. But to start the season with this type of rivalry game, it really adds to the kickoff of football in our area. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, it, it's great to have this game being uh, game one. Um, builds excitement in the area. You know, it's easy to motivate the kids in the in the winter and, and summer months, uh, knowing that that you have a program like Charlestown um, and, and Coach Hawkins over there. Um, waiting on you week one uh you know jason does as good a job as anybody and uh he uh he always has his teams ready to play and uh you know we know that we've got our hands full and uh you know that it makes it exciting that uh that you have to bring your a game week one uh you don't just get to limp in with 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 a soft you know out of conference schedule or something we jump right into it and, uh, you know, we, we got a, uh, a big one waiting on us tonight. And, you know, it, it's a Mid-Southern Conference game, so you, you either put yourself in the driver's seat or the back seat week one in the conference race. Yeah, definitely a big one right out of the gate for both the Dragons and the Pirates. Coach, another storyline I think we call it about your Silver Creek football team is obviously the graduation of Caden Oliver, who had a very solid year last season for the Dragons. You've got a guy that was a starting quarterback last season in high school football. He just wasn't in southern Indiana and wasn't at Silver Creek. His name is, I believe, Keaton Ward, and he was a starter at Louisville Eastern. He transferred in in the offseason, so... One of the things that fans will see and folks at this game tonight, a new QB, and I mean totally new to the program for Silver Creek. Yeah, Keaton uh, and his family moved in a little right around spring break, I guess. And, uh, you know, it seems like two years in a row that that's, uh, I would think that's a pretty awfully uh, daunting task to move into a new school and uh, be in a leadership position on on an athletic team. Um, you know, I, I was totally impressed with the way that Caden handled himself last year in, in kind of a, a similar situation. Uh, and Keaton's done a really good job. You know, you got a lot to balance there as far as learning a new school culture, learning a new, you know, team locker room culture, learning a new whole new system, how you're going to be coached differently, all of those things. Um, are difficult enough, and now you've got to earn the trust of everybody in that locker room uh, to be their leader and, uh, you know, get them to follow you. So I think Keaton's done a really good job of that, and he, he's been a really good worker in the weight room, uh, ran track in the spring. So he kind of got to know a lot of guys through, you know, multiple channels and running track and, and working hard in our offseason program. All right, good stuff. David Pappenhouse, the coach of Silver Creek. Coach, always fun to talk, especially this time of year. Uh, congrats on the new facility, and uh, we look forward to seeing it and your football team very soon tonight. All right, sounds good, Matt. Thank you. All right, Coach Pappenhouse getting us started here on this game day. Always fun to talk to coaches and players, but it's especially fun on game day to hear from them. And speaking of this game tonight, Justin Kalen, producer of this show, he'll be on the call for the Charlestown Silver Creek broadcast. It'll be on one of our sister stations, 94.7 FM. That's WFIA 94.7 FM. It's a great signal. So as you're out and about tonight, if you can't make it to a game, tune in, Justin. Charlestown Silver Creek, the call of that contest. 
coming up this evening. And uh, if you are at a game, maybe you want to tune in and keep up with Justin. I know he'll do his best to keep you updated with scores from across the area as well. And he tells me that a real simple way to do it is stream the broadcast. If you go to BigXportsRadio.com, our website, where you probably may listen to the show, uh, this show, you can click there for a link to Southern Indiana High School football on the 94.7 WFIA station. We'll continue previewing the game tonight with Jason Hawkins. He's the head coach of the Charlestown Pirates, getting his team ready for this big battle of 403 rivalry game tonight. Coach Hawk, it was a tremendous season for Pirate football a year ago, and you've got your quarterback back, so that's good news to start for the Charlestown program. Um, yes, we had a pretty good season last year. Uh, we got a lot of kids back, a lot of skilled players. Uh, so we're, we're looking forward to starting the season. All right, Coach, you're going to go into enemy territory tonight. It's not only a big game and a conference game, but they're opening up a new stadium. It should be a great crowd both ways. Uh, a big challenge for your group with all the emotional side of things tonight at Silver Creek. Uh, it's, it's pretty emotional every year. Uh, I'm not sure it's going to be more because of the stadium. I mean, we're just excited to go play in their stadium as they probably are. Um, I mean, we're looking forward to. The, we've been looking forward to the game, you know, all summer. I mean, both teams are going to be, you know, ready to go, ready to play, excited to get started. And uh, you know, I wouldn't expect. I'd expect both teams to come out fired up, ready to go. All right, Jason Hawkins of Charlestown joining us here in this first segment today. Coach, how did this summer? How did the scrimmage last week go? Is this team ready for their opener tonight? Uh, our summer went good. I, I think we uh, we got better as time went. Uh, we lost some key players from last season. Um, we also added a few. So I think we're ready to go. You don't really know until seven oh one, but I feel comfortable that we're ready to play. All right, Coach. One of the key players you do have back from last season's great record and great team is Clay McClelland. Uh, he'll be your starting quarterback. Uh, another year with him, uh, a great QB, I'm sure a great leader for your team as well. Talk about his expectations for the season starting tonight. Yeah, we expect Clay to play well. We expect him to lead. We're, uh, we're kind of putting the offense on his shoulders and let him do some things. And uh, uh, he's going to probably play a lot more defense this season than he has in the past. But, we're, you know, he's been around and played for three years, so it's time for him to shine. Coach, a big game like this out of the gate, and you you and your family obviously have been around high school football and sports forever and ever, it seems, but how can a big win in a rivalry game like this kickstart things in the right direction uh, for a team like it did yours last season? Uh, I mean, it's just big. It's it's big for the, the team, the morale, the team. It, you know, it's never good to start out 0-1. It's always a lot better to win that first one. And, uh, you know, we played Brownstown the second week, so – Win or lose, we're, we're, we have a heavy opponent in week two. So, you know, it's a tough spot and a tough start for our team. But, you know, it is what it is. You've got to be ready to play. Jason Hawkins, Charlestown football with us. Chad Gilbert has said on this program, your AD at Charlestown, that the real battle of 403, in addition to the game, might be the Pirate fans traveling south on 403 to get to Silver Creek because of the traffic. What time's the bus leave today, Coach, to make sure you get there and no, with no problems? I think we'll leave around 3.30. <laughs> All right, great stuff. Jason Hawkins of Charlestown. Coach, best of luck. Always great to talk with you on this day, and we'll catch up again down the line. 
All right, thanks, Matt. Jason Hawkins of Charlestown with us on game day. Coach Hawk, he's always serious on game day. You don't get a ton from him. Uh, old school football coach. It's been around, of course, his father was a big figure in high school football here in our area at Clarksville, but uh, a big game. And uh, Coach Hawkins mentioned this. I had this down as well, but what a start for Charlestown. Two big games at Silver Creek tonight, Battle of 403. They host Brownstown, which will be a huge game in week two at Charlestown uh, at the Boneyard, and uh, those are both conference games. So you talk about a really important start, a really tough start. You know, Floyd plays at St. X. That's a tough start. Uh, Charlestown with Silver Creek and Brownstown in weeks one and two, very meaningful conference games right out of the gate. That is a very tough start and a very meaningful start as well. So big one tonight, kickoff 7 o'clock. We'll have the broadcast on our sister station, WFIA 94.7. Justin Kalen on the call that broadcast, but should be a good one. You know, it's been a great rivalry between Charlestown and Silver Creek. Uh, Charlestown won it a year ago, I believe Silver Creek the year before that, but it's never exactly a real close game, uh, what Charlestown won by a fairly reasonable margin last year. So maybe tonight we'll get one that comes down to the wire in the opening week of high school football. That would be exciting for uh, what I think will be a sold-out crowd. Coach Pap acted like maybe a handful of tickets left. I think you got to buy them online at this point, I believe. But uh, should be a tremendous crowd and hoping for a sell-out crowd. It's Hunter Station Pizza Stadium on the campus of Silver Creek High School. In addition to the traffic tonight, if you're coming from Charlestown to Sellersburg, uh, I understand that with all the construction on the Silver Creek campus, that parking itself could be a challenge as well. So you might do yourself a favor and get there very early, or at least as early as you can, to have a chance of getting an actual spot on the Silver Creek campus, because if you don't, it's you're going to have to, to walk a bit or find a place to, uh, to park to get to the stadium. Other games tonight, Floyd Central at St. X. What a challenge for Coach Bragg and the Highlanders. They've played male for so many years from Louisville to start the season, now switching to take on St. X, so a tough one for Floyd Central. Clarksville at Scottsburg could be a good game, the debut of Zach Hensel. He is the new coach of the Generals, and he will take his team on the road. Whiteland plays at Jeffersonville. The Red Devils uh, get an opportunity to host the opener of the 2023 season. Providence, who I think we all agree for the most part, has a great chance to have a real good season, maybe make some noise in the 1A sectional in the 1A tournament. They host Indianapolis-Washington at Murphy Stadium tonight. And then New Albany, Coach Cooley's group, they hit the road. They will play at a solid Franklin team tonight. Also, uh, you talk about tough starts to the season. New Albany with Franklin tonight. And then Christian Academy of Louisville, who is always really good. A tough start this season for the Bulldogs. Glad to see high school football here. Uh, it is always fun. It marks the return of school. Marks really the return of high school sports. Let's hope for great crowds tonight. 
for all of our local teams and again hoping for a sellout i think it'll get there between silver creek and charlestown on the campus of the dragons tonight that's segment one in the books thornton's text line is open that number 502-414-1450 again 502-414-1450 we'll head to a quick commercial break when we come back alex bozich of inside the hall is with us iu basketball in the fan fest event scheduled for saturday at Assembly Hall, it has been canceled, and the Mike Woodson, uh, co- uh, Coach Mike Woodson, has received a raise, and we'll tell you about that as well. 502-414-1450 is the Thornton's text line. We're back with Alex after this on the Hoosier Report with Matt Dennison. We're back on the Hoosier Report with Matt Dennison. You know, a basketball hero around here is treated like a god. I mean, I- Join Matt Daly at 11 a.m. for complete coverage of the Indiana Hoosiers and sports from a Southern Indiana perspective. You know, most people would kill to be treated like a god just for a few moments. Here's Matt Dennison. And we're back on this Friday edition of the program, Alex Bozich inside the hall, normally with us on Thursdays. We did not have a Thursday show yesterday, so he's joining us kindly here in this Friday edition of our program. And Kyle Neddenrip of the Indianapolis Star, he will join us in the next segment as well. Uh, Alex's Chat Each Week brought to you by Todd Coleman's Classic Furniture, where you can save 25% during their pre-grand opening sale at all three locations. They've got two in downtown New Albany and their latest location on Veterans Parkway in Jeffersonville. Alex, uh, I think I said in the first segment quickly that the IU Fan Fest, which is an NIL opportunity for players, had been canceled for the weekend. That is not entirely true. There will still be an event on Saturday night featuring the men's and women's basketball teams, but it will not include the things that fans want, like a scrimmage, a dunk contest, some other uh, shooting and skill contests as well that were on the agenda. Instead, it'll be more of a showcase and an autograph session and an opportunity for IU players to meet with and talk with fans and players down on the court. So a little different, and this is all because of an NCAA change or ruling, I guess you could say, that uh, eliminated some of that activity on the court at these Fan Fest events, which have been popping up across the country. So bad timing for Saturday's event, that's for sure. Yeah, uh, unfortunate for people who were looking forward to seeing those things. Um, You know, it seems like an event that's done pretty well the last couple of years and a lot of people looking forward to it so hopefully everyone that is going to attend still goes out and uh, supports the event and supports the players and obviously it's it's not their doing um but this change had to occur but definitely unfortunate to to have something like that happen just a couple days before something's going to happen not really you know i could see saying hey you know maybe not in the future you can't do this but a couple of days before uh, is a pretty, uh, you know, just unfair, I would say, in terms of the timing. But as you said, it sounds like there's going to be some opportunities to do things like meet players and uh, get autographs and things like that. And I know a lot of people still enjoy that. So uh, hopefully it goes well and uh, hopefully they're able to figure out in the long run 
uh, some some other ways to maybe creatively uh, get the players some more nil opportunities. And and I know, you know, I would think from the NCAA's thinking on this is um, the reason they probably don't want them quote unquote playing, which I don't even really know if you could say they're playing. If you know, it's a it's pretty like a it's almost like an NBA All Star game type of scrimmage, but. I guess they could look at that as a pay-for-play type of thing if they're getting paid to um, participate and they're actually playing. I think that, uh, my guess is that has something to do with why they looked at it like this way, but it's the whole thing just seems a little ridiculous to do that two days before something like this is scheduled to happen. Yeah, I was looking forward to it. I've never been, but with the scrimmage, you even if it's a short scrimmage, you get something. Uh, to right. think about, talk about for next season, for the upcoming season. So I think it's a and they've really done a scrimmage at Hoosier Hysteria the last couple of years. At least I know two years ago they didn't do one. I don't think at all. And then last year they did a super short one. So it's, it's almost like you don't really get anything until the first exhibition game. At this point, really, that's tangible to where you can look at something and say this is how a certain guy looks. So that's a little bit disappointing. I remember back in the old days, Matt, when I think maybe you and I went to uh, Hoosier Hysteria, or I think at that time it was probably Midnight Madness a long, long time ago. There was like Charlie Villanueva and Luau Ding were there, so that had to be early 2000s. But they actually had like a like a real scrimmage, you know, where you could you know watch 20 or 30 minutes of them playing, and they're actually out there competing and playing hard. And it just seems like over time it's kind of been whittled down to almost nothing. Yeah, no, I agree. I agree, definitely. Alex Bozich inside the hall with me here on this Friday program. Alex, uh, the other IU basketball headline of the day, this came out just before we went on the air today. Mike Woodson is receiving an annual raise of $1 million for the remainder of his contract, which I believe is four years. So in advance of the season, Indiana bumping up Coach Woodson by a million a year. Yeah, I mean... I don't know the exact considerations as to why they chose to make that decision. I mean, you can read the quote from Scott Dolson in the release. You know, obviously they're excited about what he's been able to do the first couple of years in terms of just on-court results, getting to the tournament twice, the recruiting, uh, building some momentum in that regard, and really just returning to the, the program to at least the baseline marker of success, which is getting to the tournament every year. And, um, you know, I, you still got four years left, so it's going to mean an additional $4 million total for him. Uh, I think he was making 3.2 per year before this. So I think about the 4.2, I think I read it. He's the third highest coach, highest paid coach now in the Big Ten. I would have to believe, I, I didn't look it up, but I, I would have to believe Izzo is probably one, and then my guess would be Brad Underwood might be the other guy that would be ahead of him. Um, so, you know, it's good to see him rewarded for what he's been able to do. And, yeah, I think there's probably some people who say, well, he's just made the tournament. But, um, you know, looking at this objectively, somebody who's covered IU now as long as I have, going back to 2007, and I think I've said this to you before, Matt, it's like the biggest compliment so far I can give Mike Woodson is that he's just brought stability and kind of a, you know, calming presence to the program. And I think that's worth a lot for a program that's kind of been uh, full of twists and turns now for a long time. I mean, you He's definitely comfortable in his own skin, and he's, yeah. I think it, moving forward, there's probably a, you know, a pretty uh, high floor uh, year in year out what this what this program is going to look like. 
Alex Bozich inside the hall. Yeah, after talking about his $1 million bump, I was going to mention, you know, where does his contract stand uh, to coaches at other Blue Blood programs or in the Big Ten Conference? So uh, third in the Big Ten, and how does it stack up nationally, you think, against similar programs or maybe some of the best that are out there in college basketball right now? Yeah, I don't have all the numbers in front of me. I mean, Coach K, when he was still coaching, had to be at the top. I would say probably Calipari's got to be up there. I think he's in that 8 or $9 million range, which is obviously a lot of money. I would think Bill Self's probably up there. So um, I'd have to look at the – do a little research on the on the top eight coaches. I would think the $4.2 million probably puts Woodson somewhere in the top 15 or 20, uh, which is – you know, a pretty good number um, based on the landscape of college sports. It might even be a little higher than that, but, you know, I, there's there's a couple guys near the top of that list. Uh, Mark Hughes probably making a lot of money, too, that are making, uh, you know, up in that six, seven, eight million range and beyond. I think Cal, uh, last I remember, is, you know, that eight, nine million a year, which is obviously a, a, almost more than double what Mike Woodson's making. Alex Bozich inside the hall with us here on this Friday program. Alex, a couple other things to catch up on today. Recruiting, um, mm-hmm. I, I know as we head into the fall, I guess with high school football starting tonight and college football just around the corner, visits are going to be important. But it does feel like, at least with the Liam McNeely recruitment, that Indiana could be inching closer to a commitment. And it's going to be interesting to see how some of these 2024 visits and recruitments play out over the next month or two. Yeah, it's obviously a big one, and so is Derek Queen. I think they're basically all in on both of those guys. I mean, you look at the front court targets, you know, a lot of them, obviously, with, with Forey going to, to Kansas and some of the other guys that, you know, maybe things didn't materialize with, it. you know, they're, they've got a lot invested in Derek Queen. So that weekend when they have McNeely uh, and Queen on, on campus together is going to be big. And then I think there's some other 2024 guys. I think they're hopeful they can get back on campus this fall. Boogie Fland is one of them, and um, the kid, uh, Anor Boat. I don't know how to say the last name, but I think it's Boating um, from Arkansas, the wing. Um, <clears throat> I know they're hoping to get him on campus this fall for a visit, too. So they've got a, they're in with a lot of highly ranked players. Uh, it's just a matter of how many are they going to be able to close. I think realistically they probably want to try to get at least three players signed in November. Um, they've got none right now, so they've obviously we're, we're less than three months now from signing period in November. They've got work to do. They've got obviously made a lot of inroads and made a lot of uh, relationships with some of these guys. That's going to be now about getting them on campus and getting some commitments. And uh, you know, they've I think the recruiting board that I did most recently has ten or eleven guys. Realistically, there's probably four or five guys on there that I think they have a pretty decent shot to, to have a chance to get Austin Swartz is another kid the kid from North Carolina he was actually supposed to be on campus right now but when the NCAA recruiting calendar got updated uh, this past this weekend was a dead period and so uh, they're having to reschedule that visit. so I know they're trying to get that back on the calendar and he's another kid I think they, they definitely like a lot we're going to hopefully try to get as well they with the NCAA they have no problem making a, a decision, even if it affects other people's plans, you would think some of this stuff, like the Fan Fest change that came out, what, yesterday, maybe yesterday late, uh, mm-hmm. some of the recruiting stuff, you think there would be a little more leeway on some of these things? Well, they're, uh, 
they're kind of they they've you know it's the lack of self awareness is a little um, baffling to me, just based on the fact that their importance continues to shrink um, as the years go along. And I think they, they're still trying to clutch to any uh, <clears throat> pearl of relevance that they can grab onto, but it just doesn't um, – it, it's one thing to <clears throat> to make a change and give people an advance, a, a longer notice, but to change things kind of on, the, on a dime is a little bit uh, just, you know, an inability to read the room maybe is the right thing to say. Yeah, makes sense. Talking with Alex Bozich of Inside the Hall. Uh, Alex, one other. This is a feel-good story to mention here on Friday. Noah Von Ley has signed with a team in China, I believe the Shanghai Sharks, and he's going to team up with Yogi Ferrell, another former IU player. Those guys were teammates in Bloomington. Pretty neat to see them connect at the professional level. And I don't know about living in China or playing basketball there right now, but I do believe, from what I've been told over the years, uh, it's pretty serious, pretty talented league, and they make the the better the stars make a lot of money. Yeah, that's the only thing I would kind of worry about at this point is I don't I don't know that I'd want to be that's not necessarily at the top of my list from not to get into politics at all because we obviously don't talk about that, but it's just you know, kind of look at the landscape of the world right now. I'm not exactly sure that's somewhere I'd want to be, but. Obviously, if you're a basketball player trying to make money, you're going to go where you can get the most money, and that seems to be one of the places. So I'm sure they'll be treated well over there. Uh, you look at that team that they were on together at IU, was really one of the more talented teams that Tom Crean had uh, with Yogi and Noah Vonley, Will Sheehy, Troy Williams, didn't even make the NCAA tournament that year, and I thought it was a, a disappointing year. So uh, good to see them uh, getting an opportunity to continue their career. I know it's been couple years in Sylvania, I think it has been for, for Yogi before this, and uh, Noah obviously played a little bit last season with the Celtics and then got released uh, early uh, in 2023, and it's kind of been sitting out since, and I just don't think the NBA market is there for him at this point, so smart of him to go over overseas and, and get an opportunity to play there. Alex Bozich inside the hall. He's with us normally Thursdays on the show, but kind enough to fill in on Friday as we did not have a show on Thursday. Alex, thank you very much. Always enjoy catching up regardless of the day, and we'll talk with you next week, next Thursday. Yeah, tell, tell, uh, tell Ned and Rip I'm glad to be his uh, the opening <laughs> act for him. He's the star of the show, so have a good one, Matt. I'll let him know. Alex Vosich inside the hall this segment with Alex, no matter when it is, always presented by Todd Coleman's Classic Furniture with two locations in downtown New Albany and, of course, their newest on Veterans Parkway in Jeffersonville. We'll head to a break. When we come back, it will be Kyle Deddenrip of the Indianapolis Star. High school football across the state begins tonight. That's a topic we'll chat about. And a few basketball things coming up also with Kyle Neddenrip of the Indianapolis Star. Don't forget high school football tonight. Main man, Justin Kalen. He's got the Silver Creek Charlestown game on 94.7 FM. 94.7 FM. And there's a link to it at BigXSportsRadio.com in case you want to flip over to that tonight. I highly recommend you do as you're out and about following high school football this evening. We'll head to a break. We're back with Kyle. This is the Hoosier Report with Matt Dennison.
We're back on the Hoosier Report with Matt Dennison. Let's win this in for all the small schools who never had a chance to get here. Join Matt Daly at 11 a.m. for complete coverage of the Indiana Hoosiers and sports from a Southern Indiana perspective. Let's win for Coach. You got us here. Here's Matt Dennison. All right, we're back on this Friday edition of the program. High school football kicks off tonight, and of course in our local area, as you heard from the head coaches earlier in this hour, Silver Creek and Charlestown. It's the big storyline all the way around. Should be a good game. Charlestown is my pick, uh, but Silver Creek opening up their new football stadium. That's big. It's a Mid-Southern Conference game. Should be a sellout. No question that's the headline game, but other interesting games as well and Kyle Nedenrip of the Indianapolis Star with us to talk some football and more as we wrap up the week here on the program. I tell you what Kyle some of our local teams Jeffersonville they will host Whiteland from uh, central Indiana just outside of Indianapolis and New Albany they will be up your way playing at Franklin Community so uh, two of the locals the bigger schools from down here in southern Indiana uh, taking on Central Indiana clubs tonight. You know much about Franklin or Whiteland this season? Oh yeah, both those teams are uh, out of the Mid-State Conference and both coming off really good seasons. Uh, Whiteland made it all the way to Class Five A uh, state championship game last year, so you know that'll be a, a tough assignment. Uh, Whiteland's got you know quite a few players coming back uh, this year, and a, and a coach uh, Darren Fisher who's been there a long time. And then uh, you know Franklin maybe not quite as strong as Whiteland, but uh, still a a very good team and program that's uh, that's done it for quite a while under Chris Cole. So yeah, those are those are two tough, tough assignments for your uh, for your local teams, I would say. All right, you uh, ready to get this thing kicked off tonight? I know high school football means a busier time for Kyle Nedenrip and for the Indianapolis Star crew, but there's just something exciting about it. Doesn't matter if it's Southern Indiana, Indianapolis, Northern Indiana. The first few weeks of the season are just just special. Yeah, they are. I mean, I always, I've, I've looked forward to it. Uh, you know, you, you do so much work, it seems like you kind of can take a breath today a little bit. I, I, you know, I felt like, you know, we had a lot of coverage, like, leading up to today, and then you kind of, you know, you kind of turn the page. You had a big story yesterday on the Center Road program and how they built uh, their program and won these last three 6A titles, and then, you know, all of our, all of our stuff that we do in the preseason, probably more than we ever do. Uh, so you kind of feel like it's, it's all right, the games are finally here. And, you know, I got a chance last week to watch one of the scrimmages locally. But, again, you don't learn a ton from those. They're kind of like an NFL preseason scrimmage in a lot of ways. You, so this is this tonight will be a lot better. Uh, you know, a lot, uh, a lot of games going on tonight. It's always kind of the start of, it feels like the start of a new school year also. And a lot of excitement at the first home football game for, for half the teams anyway. And then probably most of them will play at home games next week. But, but yeah, I mean, I, I can't wait. It's, we have a lot of different matchups this year in, in uh, week one. It's usually kind of a lot of the same matchups you see based on contracts and whatnot. But this year seems to be a lot of new ones. So uh, excited to see what the, you know, what the season holds. And then uh, I'm planning on getting up early tomorrow and going up and watching the uh, center Grove play in Ohio against uh, St. Edward. So I've got a, I've got a long uh, uh, 20, well, what, whatever it is, 48 hours here coming for me, but uh, looking forward to it. All right, have fun with that. Best of the best at Indiana this year, regardless of Southern Indiana, Indianapolis. Who, who are your picks for some of the best out there in prep football this season? 
I mean, I think it starts with center glove, you know, having won the last three. I would say last year was probably the year to where you're kind of like, well, maybe they're not quite as strong as they were the previous two years. But then, you know, they got they you know they got beat a couple times and then ended up winning it again and uh, and looked strong, you know, doing it. Yeah, down the stretch of the, the last few games of the playoffs, uh, you know, very good. And then and then they bring back a lot. You know, not everybody. They, you know, they don't. They, Maybe not as strong in some areas, including running back, uh, as they have been in the past. But uh, returning quarterback, returning receiver, top tackler comes back. Uh, you know, and they've just done it. You, you can't put them any lower than number one until someone else proves that, that they can do it. Uh, the weird thing about this year is they play five out-of-state teams to start the season. It's not ideal. It's not the way they really want to do it. Uh, but based on, you know, the mix. Uh, falling out of the mix, you've had some schools fall off the schedule. Uh, they have a hard time scheduling teams, as you could probably imagine, uh, who don't really want to play them. Um, you know, so it's just kind of a weird schedule. It's a very hard schedule. Um, it's an unknown schedule. Uh, and they, you know, they could very well be, you know, one and four, two and three. You know, they may be better than that, but it's it's a very hard schedule to start out. Uh, and even then, I would still probably rank them really high. So I think that I think that I think there are some really good six eight teams though, like. Uh, Hamilton Southeastern, who I'll see tonight, they play Fort Wayne Carroll. Who, that was actually a semi-state game from last year uh, that Carroll won. And HSE has a lot coming back. Both teams really do. Uh, so I think that'll be a really fun game to start off. I would say Cathedral, you, you put right in that mix. You put Ben Davis, I think, uh, in that mix as well. Uh, ben Davis plays IMG Academy here in a couple of weeks. So that'll be a, another sort of, a, uh, you know, sort of a litmus test type game. Uh, you know, and there's a lot. I mean, 6A around here, you've got some really good teams. Kind of the neat thing, too, this year is Fort Wayne, you know, the Summit Athletic Conference now, they can play two non-conference games. So you see a lot of uh, Carroll and uh, Fort Wayne Snyder, you know, schools like that that are playing against Indianapolis schools, which I think is a good thing for Fort Wayne. And honestly, it's a good thing for uh, teams around here, too, that get to play somebody a little bit different. Kyle Nedrip, the Indianapolis Star, with us here on this Friday program. Uh, Basketball-wise, Kyle, I'm just glad we don't have to talk about another big-name basketball recruit that's supposed to be a Mr. Basketball star or standout uh, leaving our state for a non-IHSA program. It seems like we had a string of that. I know you and I got into that some over the last few weeks, but hopefully that doesn't become a regular thing. But I think like you shared with us in our one of our last conversations, it's possible that uh, we continue to see some of that stuff just as things change in high school basketball, much like they are college sports. Yeah, it's kind of a sign of the times or, you know, just kind of the times we're living in, I would say, is that, you know, you're going to see the opportunities and options are out there more than ever. And I would say some kids are going to take it, take uh, uh, take advantage of the right way to, you know, take take those opportunities and, and, and you know, go to prep schools. Uh, I don't know that you're going to see it every time. You know, obviously, uh, Flory Badunga has decided to stay at Kokomo. You know, you've had, uh, you've had guys like Jalen Harrelson and Cannon Catchings decide to leave. Uh, but, you know, it's, it's not entirely unusual either. You know, we've seen it happen in the past. You know, Devontae Smith-Rivera and guys like that that have gone on and played at uh, different prep schools also. So, you know, it's, it's, just, it's just opportunities, I think, and you'll see that more than, you know, those opportunities are out there for guys more than ever. Uh, you know, so I think we'll continue to see it. I don't know if it's a good or bad thing or, or what. I mean, I hate to see, you know, from a personal perspective, you want to cover those best players but I, I don't know that it's something that you know 
it, I don't think it's going to subside at all, you know. So just uh, all of those kids who have those opportunities going to take them or not, you know. That's sort of the sort of yet to be seen, I guess. But uh, but yeah, I would imagine that'll continue to happen. All right, Kyle Neddenrip, the Indianapolis Star. Sounds like you've got what a Friday football game ahead of you and a Saturday game. You're going over to Ohio to see Center Grove. Is that right? Yeah, I'm going to go see uh, Center Grove play St. Edward out of. Uh, they're out of the uh, uh, Cleveland area, and it's up at the uh, Canton uh, the Hall of Fame there. So that'll be really interesting. I think it's a it's a huge challenge for Center Grove. It's not going to be easy whatsoever. Um, this uh, St. Edward team has got, I think, two Ohio State recruits on their offensive line, and also a Michigan recruit. So it's a it's a, it's a jam packed uh, talent wise roster. Uh, Center Grove is very talented, also, but. But, uh, you know, maybe I don't think quite has the size of this uh, St. Edward team. Uh, so we'll see. The game's at noon. It's, uh, you know, a big challenge. But, uh, you know, it, even if you lose it, you know, it's not the end of the world. You know, we'll see what happens. It's not uh, it's not a game that's going to matter for playoffs or whatever. Or even really, you know, it's, it's hard to assess it. You know, if they even if they win, you know, I don't know that it's, it's – that definitely would be a confidence booster and a good thing for the state. You know, that's maybe one thing that's – sort of important about this game is you have uh, Indiana versus Ohio and it's kind of a bragging rights situation but you know I don't know that's gonna that won't have any real uh, ripple effects other than just kind of a curiosity factor all right Kyle Nedrip the Indianapolis star with his Fridays Kyle as always thanks have a great weekend to high school football safe travels over to the big game in Canton as well we'll talk with you next week all right man I appreciate it thank you all right, don't forget high school football tonight. Not on the Big X, but we will have it on 94.7 FM if you're looking for Silver Creek and Charlestown. That is the big game locally and uh, should be a lot of fun. Should be a big crowd, big environment, a meaningful game right out of the gate. That's the best we have here in southern Indiana tonight. It's a big one in week one of high school football. Thanks for being with us. Sorry about yesterday. Could not do a show. Had some things pop up, but uh, back with you next week. Look forward to continuing to get ready for college football and the IU football season, and we'll have lots to talk about next week as well coming out of this weekend also. Have a great weekend. I will talk with you Monday. This is the Hoosier Report with Matt Dennison. 